Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Real... Not Real Sports, guys. My bad. Let's start this over. Let's do this again. Here we go. Welcome to Hustle and Flows with Seiko and Marcus. Uh, we're going to run you through some hip-hop, some sports, some culture, some life. Uh, good to be on for another episode. Uh, we're going to dig into a couple of albums that have recently dropped that we're both digging. Well, I don't know if you're digging uh, the uh, J. Cole, but we both yeah, we'll get to that too. Yeah, we'll get to that. Yeah. Yeah, so, so we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll dig into that one, so... Yeah, we got we got two joints. We got two joints to dig into tonight. So we're gonna give you, uh, uh, we're gonna take a deep dive into both of these. So this is gonna be a real, real, real thorough edition of Hustle and Flow. So sit back, relax, and and enjoy the show. I got my man Seku in the house helping me out tonight. How you feeling, bro? I can't complain, man. I cannot complain at all. I mean, I guess I could complain, but I won't. Um, it is somehow. It's the second quarter or first quarter. I guess it's still the first quarter, and it's it's album dropping season. So I'm I'm, right? I'm taking it I'm taking it all in stride. Like oh, okay, people just want to release music early. I'm, I'm in. I'm here for it. Yeah, that, that's a bit of a different trend. So I don't know if people are trying to like get get it out uh, in the spring, um, so that they can kind of be be blazing when the summer hits. You know, I kind of came up in the late 90s, mid to late 90s, and so it was always like September when school started. That was like the yeah. drop drop your album time, and it yep. definitely shifted to like, you know, and then for a while towards the end of high school, early college, early 2000s, uh, you know, it was like Christmas, fourth quarter. You always had to drop, you know, some people would drop in fourth quarter, you know, December yep. around Christmas time. Um, and now it's like, moved back even more to now if you see people kind of dropping early spring, late spring to kind of get a buzz for the summertime, um, which has been an interesting kind of trend over the course of the last 20 years or so uh, as the music industry has changed. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's a bunch out. I mean, we could probably, do, I mean, we could talk Cardi B too if we want to. <laughs> I, we can get I'll into Cardi what, Joy too. I I I I'm fine with that. I have been listening. Cardi B has been on pretty heavy rotation uh, on my Spotify. I'm I'm not mad. Yeah, I, I actually yeah, have yeah, a thought a about thing. a thought or two about that too. Well, we'll we'll, we'll see if we have time. We're gonna dig into some, some Cardi B too, because uh, right. yeah, we I think we both have some thoughts on that. Um, let's start <laughs> out with the uh, Royce the Five Nine DJ Premier um, dropped Prime Two, uh, which is. Um, a collaboration album, uh, the second edition of the collaboration projects between Royce the Five Nine, Detroit MC, and DJ Premier, hip hop legendary, legendary hip hop producer of uh, gang star fame, but has blessed many of the greatest MCs uh, to ever rock mics with a primo track um, yeah. from Jay Z to, I mean, you name it, he's worked with him. 
um, and, and, and produced Heat, Nas, I mean, Common, you name it. Uh, yeah. Premier has, has given them some heat. Um, this is the second of two projects that they have uh, released in tandem, uh, working together, and I enjoyed it thoroughly. Um, Royce is, is – is, and let's start with Royce. Um, mm-hmm. Royce is one of the best MCs, in my opinion. Um, but it's always interesting to see where people position Royce when you talk about, like – and I've gotten to the point where I kind of don't talk about, like, greatest of all time or even top five of all time because I think you have to section it off into eras. Um, yeah. And I think to have have that real conversation and do that conversation justice without leaving people out or without, like, acknowledging some really, really talented dudes and also to a, a really kind of uh, acknowledge and recognize the evolution of MCN, you kind of got to break it up into errors. Um, okay. And, you know, I think Royce is – when you think about where Royce fits, he's kind of crossed a couple of errors. Um, he kind of came in early 2000s, late 90s, um, real late 90s, you know, 98, 99. Um, when he really kind of you kind of started to see see things of uh, art work work of his kind of hitting the mainstream, um, or just being out uh, mass produced, easy accessible kind of things, um, and then he's kind of just been grinding for for a long time since um, since you know, yeah. um, and now we're about twenty years in. <laughs> when you yeah. really start thinking about it, he's been doing this for, for about he's twenty years. He's been on the radar he's for about twenty years. Yeah, um, and you know he had kind of the mid run, the mid two thousands. I would say, um, mid to late two thousands was his kind of prime. Um, mm-hmm. Not to uh, you know, no play on words there, no pun intended. <laughs> pun intended. Pun intended. Um, but go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was his kind of peak? It was kind of his peak with the slaughterhouse work, and he was kind of dropping his own projects routinely and, and consistently. Um, where does Royce rank when you think about kind of MCs of his era? Um, where do you put him? Um, on your ladder. Yeah. Um, so this is uh, that Royce is hard to uh, put in a box, and for a lot of reasons you mentioned. So one is that he has been dropping music for twenty years, right? So anytime you you start to say that, you say, okay, who who are his contemporaries, right? So who are the folks that you're like, all right, is is he one? I guess you know, you'd, like you would do with uh, any athlete, you say like, all right. In so-and-so's prime, who are the other top all-stars or who are the best all-pros and how did they line up? Um, he came in with Eminem, right? And so that obviously he was kind of the, you know, if you were ahead, you knew about him, but most people did not know who Royce Fight Night was in 98, 99, um, unless you were, you know, Midwest. I, I, I shouldn't say that. East Coast. <laughs> My bias is showing. Most people didn't really know who he was, um, but uh, you know he his his prime, so to speak, is really when he was doing the ciphers on BET, and then obviously Slaughterhouse, and they had a little bit of commercial buzz, and that's it, right? So he's to me probably, if I put put him in category, he is an un, he's a lyricist, an underground backpack raucous you know, however you want to call it, lyricist. And of that ilk, he is, in my view, probably, you know, top five, right? Um, folks who just, you could pick up an, a, a track that he's done in, in you know, 2000 and 2004. He, he can rhyme with anybody. He's in never, I don't think I've ever seen him bodied on a track ever. <clears throat> and so it's good, but what's been the height of his popularity 
it's hard to peg. I feel like he's been good. He's been at a certain level for a long time. <laughs> and so, you know, how do, it's it's hard to say like, oh, he was the greatest. What was his his pinnacle album? What was the one album that you're like, oh, this one has to be? I think there'd be a lot of debate on that. And so that's, I think, what holds him back from being in the, you know, the top of the pyramid. He just doesn't have like the classic piece of work that everyone knows and everyone listens to and everyone can kind of cite. But lyrically, and I was thinking about it this way, if there was, if I had to put a foursome together on an album and say, I just need people who are going to just tear this track down, Royce has to be on that, right? And we can debate the other three, but if 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 you say like we got for the best and I'm talking about just bar hashtag bars with a Z, cats that are just gonna tear down a, a a track, if Royce isn't on there, then I'm not listening. He's been done an injustice, and so I think he's at that level. And the our fans and people like me just want him to kind of pull together his blueprint or pull together his his classic album that kind of finally gives him his due, and I don't know if it's coming. And so I just have to kind of settle in with like, he's just going to be Royce. He's going to be someone that more times than not, you're going to have to explain who he is. And people are going to be like, Oh, okay. What is he on? What, what song would I know him from? Yeah. I don't know that song. Okay. Forget it. <laughs> Do you have an hour? Can I yeah. sit down and play his music for an hour and then you'll be a fan? Oh, you don't have an hour. Okay. Right. Forget it. <laughs> right. So that's, that's kind of the frustrating part is I think he's, he's really top, you know, as far as um, if if I if if I said, well, how do you MC? I mean, there would be a number of Royce tracks on there, but I he he hasn't put together an album, a piece of work that I think is definitive, and so as a result of that, he's a hard person to kind of pick. Yeah, yeah, and I was thinking about this too. Uh, you know, I I, I kind of take to to bring the sports connection. I always kind of say Eminem is Tim Duncan. Um, he's the Tim Duncan of rap, where mm-hmm. he, at least for me, you know, where mm-hmm. he is steady, he is super skilled, he is extremely, extremely like fundamental, just like technical, like brilliant. That's Tim mm-hmm. Duncan as a basketball yeah. player, um, high level, all time great. But everybody's, I mean, it just doesn't hit with everybody. Everybody acknowledges him. As, as mm-hmm. an elite, at, elite at what he does, uh, but it just doesn't. He just never like really, kind of like took it like, hey, yo, he's not widely acknowledged as the greatest, which he could be. Eminem, he could be. Um, mm-hmm. Tim Duncan could be acknowledged as the greatest player of his era, um, but he's not. Royce mm-hmm. is Manu Ginobili. <laughs> he is he is the Ginobili to uh-huh. Eminem's Tim Duncan. Came in together, came in around the same time, operated kind of on the same kind of plane, same stylistic, stylistically the same. Uh, will go down as a great, but it's like people forget how great he is. Ill in his own way, nasty in his own way, um, skilled, fundamental, but just never really rose to that moment where it's like, yo, this is one of the best in the game, period. Bar none, mm-hmm. he was kind of more of a heads. Like, basketball people are like, you got to respect Ginobili. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. you, you talk about Duncan, David Robinson, Tony Parker, but Ginobili was the dude. You know what I mean? And yeah. that's kind of Royce. That's kind of the box I think Royce falls in. And he's done it for so long at such a consistent level 
But just like Royce, Ginobili doesn't have that, like, seminal season where it's like, yo, Ginobili could have been the MVP this year. Nah, he's just yeah. been really good for a really long time um, <laughs> and has never really kind of had that, like, wild out, like, take over the league kind of season. Um, mm-hmm. But he has just been really integral to some great work and some great stuff in the same way I think Royce has. And, again, if you're talking about, like, you know, guys who have kind of defined sort of like or molded like the lyricist, like Ginobili is a two-guard, like the Euro step. You know, he took mm-hmm. something Serenis Marcellonis was doing back in the early 90s and, you know, made that made that mainstream. You know what I mean? Not everybody yeah. Euro step. Like, you, you got, you got you know, six-year-old girl, you know, seven-year-old girls Euro step. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's, and that's Royce with the, with the lyricism and the way people kind of, the, the word play. He kind of is one of the four, one of the uh, torchbearers of that style um, and has kind of moved it forward into and brought it in front of a new generation of, of hip-hop fans over and over because he's been doing it for so long. And that's Ginobili to me. And that's kind of how mm. I see him kind of falling as I think about him in that kind of comparing, you know, rap to hoop. Um, he's that Ginobili where he's connected to Duncan. He has that connection to Duncan, but – you know, people oftentimes kind of overlook him in comparison to his more uh, accomplished um, counterpart. And I'll, I'll add one other piece to it that makes it complex is that he was pretty much on the outs in his prime, right? He he was, A, he fell out with Eminem, right? So him and him and M didn't speak for years, and he was kind of on the outside looking in. And then, you know, he had his own battles with, alcoholism right and so he even himself right, will right. tell him like yeah i was just there was a time i was just wilding out and so think about all the people who eminem put on in the arts right <laughs> right like would right. in an alternative universe is royce like 50 right right is he the guy right. who eminem is like yo this is the next guy right here and then he just blows up, he gets the full court press from major label, he just becomes, you know, a, 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 a phenom. And in the back right. of my mind, I'm always like, I think that, so he's almost like a tragic figure because whenever he's had an opportunity, it's just gone awry. And I think that's actually what makes him such a great artist at age 40 is that right. he he's never kind of been secure. He's been like, I've kind of had it, lost it, had it again, lost it again, like for real. And so he doesn't take anything for granted. He doesn't take it easy. He doesn't kind of fall back on his laurels. He doesn't mail it in. Like there's no mailing it in with Royce, right? And so that's one of the reasons why whenever he's on something, I was like, I got to at least listen. You know, he's going to say at least one thing that makes me say like, man, where's this dude get this stuff from? Absolutely. And I think that is, kind of like the source material for his music right now, which is kind of helps him evolve in a very different way um, from just like a straight kind of battle rap lyricist type of dude to a guy who weaves that element of himself into telling stories about his foibles and his shortcomings and his missteps. But he does it with this in a very lyrical way, uh, which I see him kind of carving a niche for himself in, in that, in a different way than I think, you know, Eminem does some of that. Um, there yeah. are other rappers who do some of that where they dig into themselves um, and kind of their shortcomings and their downfalls. 
But I think his again, I've always you know I, I respect Eminem to no end. I just yeah. he's not as relatable to me for me. Um, yeah. Royce, I can I can connect there, um, and there's a connection. And this album, you see that from track one um, all the way through. Um, him weaving in this like sharp, just razor sharp. You talk about the veteran samurai with with the, with the razor sharp katanas. Who you know the young bucks. You know he's just sitting in the corner of the dojo. The young the young guys out there sparring and getting it in. And you know you, you get one cat with with the urge to test the old man, and he pull out the swords, man. And Royce is that dude. You just leave him be. Just leave that man be over there. I mean Royce. I mean he's just just as sharp as ever. Um, and I think the thing that he's always had is just that lyrical uh, sharpness. But now mm-hmm. there's like this levity to it and this groundedness um, in his lyricism that is just really refreshing um, at this yeah. point. Um, so as we start to dig into the album um, and, and, and Primo's role on the album, um, yeah. and, you know, again, Primo is, is a legend. How do you feel that mesh between Royce and Primo kind of came together. Yeah, I mean, so I'm trying to remember the name of the song now. Oh, man. That was maybe five years ago or so, and it was on, it must have been on the, um, what was that, Success is Written, or I can't remember the actual name of the, uh, Death is Certain, that was the name of the album. And that was like 04, no, Success is Certain was 2011. Success is Certain. And so he had a track on there with Primo, and it was like, I literally just stopped what I was doing and was like, wait a minute, wait, what am I listening to? And uh, I think m- how I like to envision it is, you know, Primo works with a, with everyone. Primo will be like, all right, if you're nice, I want you to rhyme to something. But he's also super finicky and takes forever. Right, this is the thing with him is he's, Oh no, I need more time. Anyone so people are like, I wanted to work with Primo, but you know, you never know when you're actually gonna get a track from him. <laughs> and right. so to hear Royce on on um on the album, it, his effortlessness rhyming and, you know, just the boom bap that Primo brings, it was just like I, I would like to think they both kinda listened and were like, Oh, yo, we we, we need to work more together. Like this, 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 this makes sense. And, um, you know, so the minute I heard they were getting something together, I was like, all right, I think this will be good because one of the big, one of my issues with, uh, with Royce is that he's just not focused. He, he's all over the place. He'll do a track here, do a track there, or he, he'll be on a song and there's really no theme to the song. He's just, he gets infatuated with his own wordplay. And it's the same thing I think that happens with Eminem. They just fall in love with syllables and I was like, you need to make songs. And so one of the great things about Primo is the sound of his tracks sets the tone of the song. And you can't change a Primo song to something that it's not meant to be. And so it focuses him in a way that at least within the track, each of them are, are, are really well done. And then, you know, the final piece on that that I think is, is key is that you can see Royce respects the hell out of Primo. Right? Like he... It's almost as if he's like, oh, man, this is a legend. This is a guy I never thought I would work with. I have to make this right. I have to make this, you know, good. Again, the way M sounded with Dre, you know, you can almost feel Eminem feel like, I can't believe I'm rapping with Dre. This is crazy. 
you know, and so I think you 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 get that sense with Royce, and so it's part of what makes it such such magic. And and they they have some kind of chemistry together, and both are notoriously hard to work with, or people that have that rep, and yet they've put two albums together in three years or four years, which is impressive, and I think a testament to even they see the chemistry. I, I and I love your point about the focus that Premier's production um, brought to Royce because I thought I always felt that that was one of Royce's um, shortcomings as an MC was his ability to write a song, um, mm-hmm. and for so many like lyricists like just wordy like bars hashtag bars with a Z guys <laughs> is they just like okay what are we talking about like this is all dope. This is all dope. Like, everything you're doing, bro, is dope. Like, you're killing it. Like, the wordplay, the metaphors, the similes, your entendres, it's all over there. What the hell is this song about? <laughs> yeah, like, if I and stop listening for a second where... and come back in, I'm like, yeah. wait, what are, what are we What are we on? <laughs> right, right. Or I didn't, Right, you like, what are we on? I'm like, okay, this works. I don't know if it's connected to what happened before, but I could jump in at any point in the song and just ride with it. <laughs> you know I mean? like I didn't miss anything. I don't know how this is connected to what happened before, but yeah, yeah, it's it's good. You know, um but I felt like this was the best songwriting um that and that was my immediate first like listen through. I was like, "Yo, these are actual like Royce songs." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, where I was like, "Yo, like this is Royce stretching as like not just the MC but as a songwriter." Um, mm-hmm. And I felt like that that was uh, that was in, in part as you said the primo like his 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 beats are lands are like you know landscapes and you can like you go to a, a, a mountain full of snow you got to ski man <laughs> yeah mean, like there's yeah. only so much you're gonna do with this you know and you go to a beach and there's only so much you're gonna do with that and you know mm-hmm. you go to you know the arches in Utah there's only so much you're gonna do there because that's yeah. what the landscape requires you know what I mean and. I feel like that's how Primo's uh, beats lay out is that they're landscapes. Um, yeah. And certain landscapes require a certain activity um, and create a certain vibe and a certain scene, and, and you kind of got to be in that moment. Um, and I felt like that allowed Royce to kind of hone in and, and focus. And one thing that I've always felt Royce has never been very good at is incorporating, like, vocals into his uh, music, like singing, harmony mm-hmm. into his music without it being like, yeah, you forced that in there, didn't you? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you, just, you just needed a singer. Like, you didn't know what else to do with the hook, so you just had somebody <laughs> sing the hook. And it's like, <laughs> but I felt like here, it was well-placed, it was well-done, it fit the track, it was, uh, it went within the track and then feel like you threw something on top of the track. It just felt like it yeah. all flowed together. And this is one of the first times I really felt that about a Royce project. What were your thoughts on this, this like how that, that part of it, the songwriting piece? So I love the songwriting. Um, I liked prime one better. So this will be my first negative. I think we've been gushing over this album. I think the album is, is very good. The prime one or prime, right? Um, I think the songwriting was just as strong, um, but it was a little tighter. Well, it was shorter, right? And so I felt like there were maybe some 
verses on this that were like, oh, that's fine. That's a fine verse. But the hit rate on Prime, the first one, every single verse was just a masterpiece. And there, here there are some where I feel like he's he's kind of doing the fall in love with his own words and just, you know, kind of enjoying that time. But it's not as tight a, a final product. The other thing, and this is, I guess, just the nature of Prime, is that uh, they use a different composer as the source material for the production. And so while, uh, and so who is the guy for this one? I think it's uh, Ant-Man Wonder is the, yeah. you know, producer who who kind of makes the beats. And he, again, great stuff. I, I love it. But um, maybe Adrian Young's stuff was just a little, was maybe a better fit with Premiere's style where it was classic and dusty and kind of of a specific era where um, normally Premiere gets his samples from. And so now you have this guy who creates brand new compositions that sound like stuff that Premiere would have already sampled. So that I also felt like it was, um, it just fit a little bit better than this one. So this one was still good, but there were a couple of tracks on here. I was like, this, this doesn't sound like Premiere. This sound, I mean, it's good. It just doesn't sound like Premiere. Whereas Prime, first one, every track felt like, all right, yep, I can see exactly how he added these drums and he scratched here. There's some tracks on this that have no scratching. I was like, there's no scratching on yeah. this song. Like, what's happening? But he's just working with the source material, so it's fine. But um, that that was my one of my things. And so I think I probably love 11 songs on this. Like, love, love, love. This. And then the other five or six are like, this is good. This is fine. Yeah, and it was interesting that they tried to stretch this one out in that way because the other one was, I think, Prime, the first Prime was like, what, like 10, 11 yeah. songs total? Um, it was really short. Um, mm-hmm. And this one, they got up to 17, um, yeah. which, again, as much as we love Royce, <laughs> does Royce really has 17. <laughs> Royce really has 17 tracks in him. But I think for him, it, it's that it's that it, trying to expand and trying to grow. Um, yeah. What were your standouts? What were your kind of like, what are some of the ones that like, this is, this is like my joint here. Yeah. So I, I think I hit you with a, a text after I watched my first listen, right? Um, Sunflower seeds might be my summer jam of 2018. Like that might be the, did I just get my car washed? Okay, yeah, let's pop in some flower seeds and just roll around. <laughs> Austin, Texas. Right, right. <laughs> like right. I'm a boss. So I love sunflower seeds for just the just the overall feel of that track. And um so that's that's one that I love. Um the other that I really, really like was um um without warning or wow which you know precedes it so i found like six seven and eight so wow sunflower season streets at night was like a murderer's role like just back to back to back to back great and um the only issue i have with without warning is yellow wolf's verse i could go without i could if i could fast forward through that i would that is, as we were talking about before, when you have a guy that's a great lyricist, but it just has no direction, that was Yellow Wolf's first verse on that. <laughs> that's Yellow Wolf's life. 
I feel like <laughs> as, as an artist. <laughs> I'm always wondering, like, though, you can rap and you have a different sort of a vibe. Your voice is different. You got a whole different perspective. But what are you doing? <laughs> Nothing. A whole, a whole lot yeah. of just Alabama knows this, and, and I do this, and you want to? Yeah. I've really tried. I've listened to a couple of his projects all the way through, and I'm I'm trying to find, like, is there, like, a style that he could, like, latch on to that I enjoy? And, you know, sometimes when he he melds the, like, country with the with the hip-hop, it works. And then sometimes it's like, oh, man, come on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that verse, yeah. I, was, I saw Yellow Wolf's name on the track. And I'm like, okay, Yellow Wolf and Royce, this could be, this could be nice. Yep. Maybe this is where Yellow Wolf finally finds his lane. Nope. Yep. Still looking. No. No. <laughs> Yeah, and if if anything, it showed you that it's you just can't have lyrics, right? You also yeah have to have a feel for the beat, and you, you can't f- stop fighting the beat. Yellow Wolf just fights the beat nonstop. <laughs> I was like, yeah, just let that is that is, that you're, is the perfect you're on a primo track, and you're trying to color outside the lines. What are you doing? <laughs> Get yeah. on board. Yeah, you you are spot on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so what are the ones that, that for you? Kinda, that, what are your what are your standouts? Yeah, so I enjoy Sunflower Seeds, Streets at Night. Uh, one of my favorite, and I just have an affinity for songs like this, which is one of the hardest. Um, track three, one of the hardest is just like my kind of a song where it's a, 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 a nice, it's like, this is a song, like I have this kind of running, like get in the zone kind of playlist that I've had running since college. And so it started mm-hmm. out as a, as a mix CD that I would listen before my games. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, eventually I graduated, and so you know that that was I stopped playing and that was done. But I still kept the CD, and as I transitioned from CD to MP3s and and so on and so on, I've added, and so like now it's like 300 songs long. And so anytime I hear like a song oh, that fits the vibe of this of this playlist, um, and the playlist has evolved, where there's certain sections of it that have like I've, I've rearranged it, and so like certain sections are like certain kinds of songs. It's just, it's, 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 I enjoy it. It's, I love it. And it gets me kind of <laughs> hold in, my on, space, hold on. in that let's, space let's, I need to be let's, in. Let's take a pause for a second to, to appreciate a 300 track playlist that you are <laughs> cultivating in, in what, uh, in what medium are you organizing all this? Is this like in a folder on your computer at home? It's on my, it's a playlist in iTunes. It's a playlist in iTunes. It's an iTunes um, that, playlist. Yeah, yeah. That I uh I just kind of when when I hear something that I really like, um and it's and so now it's kind of transformed because I don't use iTunes nearly as much because I'm not like downloading music uh, mm-hmm. or physically buying music anymore. So now there's uh so like there's a chunk of it that is on an MP3 um iPod that I have, and then now I've started doing a Spotify list. Right of newer things that would fit, um, and trying to rearrange those into some sort of a cohesive like flow. Um, but yeah, yeah, it, and I have to listen to it. I have to start at the beginning and work my way through, and I can't like jump from track to track because it has a flow this, to it. So that's this just, is that's a nine-hour playlist. Okay, it's, it's, it. I think it's longer than that. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's longer than that because I, I have interludes that I've enjoyed. <laughs> 
I have spoken word pieces on there. I got, you know, I I got I got the uh the uh, Malik Youssef, my city from oh. uh, one day it all makes sense. I got a bunch. Oh, of okay, there, okay. But just just things that put me in in, in a space, man. Okay. To to like if I got if I got a long you know if I gotta like grind out some work or something, like I will throw that on and pick it up from wherever it is and, and get going in that, and that gets me into a good space to to work. So one of the hardest is a track that I've taken and added it to that playlist. Um, mm. Because I, it just has that energy, um, and there's a certain energy and certain vibe. Uh, where I, you know, if I was still in my playing days, that song would get me in the proper zone to uh, go out and murk people on the court. Um, mm-hmm. and, and that 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 joint is 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 right there for me. Um, Black history, I thought, was really creative. Um, yeah, and was again one of his um, kind of best moments as a songwriter. Um, and kind of weaving in his life story with Primo's story and the story of Gangstar and, and yeah. then kind of weaving in just the story of hip-hop all into this one track. Um, and you almost kind of didn't catch on to what was going on until about halfway through. And you're like, oh, okay, I see what we're doing here. Um, yeah. And it was done really well. Um, and so that was one where I was like, okay, I really enjoyed that one. And listening to that one, I really, I really enjoyed it. Um, so those two, plus some flower seeds, Streets at Night, I really dig. Um, but Sunflower Seeds is probably the, the standout track. And that's just, as you said, that is, a, that is a, a, an anthem um, that, you know, yeah. For, for a hip-hop head, that's what you're going to ride around to when everybody's rocking the Migos or some Cardi B. You know, you're going, I, got, I got some of that. Drown this out. Yeah, <laughs> I, I got some. Other, hold I'm on, on this hold other on. stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so Black History, so, he's become... Um, he has become particularly good at the opening track. So uh, opening track for, um, uh, man, this is why I need to have uh, my notes together. His, his, uh, his last album, his last solo album, um, where he's kind of talking about the day where <clears throat> his, his son was born and his grandmother died. Yeah. And it's, yep, yep, yep. it's spoken word, you know, like it's, yeah literally poetry except it's overbeat and you're just like how how can you do this you're telling me a movie and it all rhymes and it's clever and it's got punchlines and everything like that and uh so he's so i'm always excited about the opening track because i know he's going to come through with something that's personal and the story just the story if people have it listen to this thing. You have to listen to this thing, the black history. Just the first thing where he's just talking about when he was born, and he had talked about this on, on the last track yeah. about how, you know, he's an incubator, et cetera. And Pop's regretting doing coke, you know, mom was doing all this other stuff. And, uh, oh, but he had a lapse on his insurance. This dude is rapping about his dad had a lapse on his insurance. That's wild yes. to me. That's that's grown man hip-hop right there. And then... Uh, yes. He was like, uh, you know, after he tells this whole story about it, I had to, you know, kick him out. He was like, you know, well, thing I learned day one, they gonna doubt you, and you can't even pay no one to care about you. <laughs> I was like, yep, that's profound. <laughs> I was like, can, can we yes. just stop right there? And then that's the first third of the song, and then he goes into a whole bunch of other things. It's it's wild. I mean, that's that's the kind of stuff where I'm like, okay, this this is a gift, and I just want this dude making music as long as possible. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, that track there, I mean, and, and you're, you're absolutely right. Uh, I, I unfortunately, um, probably unfairly, oftentimes, and we'll get into this when we get into uh, J. Cole's KOD, your first mm-hmm. track, bring it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of, I'm already, I'm already tipping the other way. I'm already tipping up. <laughs> the needle's already moving in the other direction with me, man. <laughs> the first track better. There's an art to the first track. And if you haven't yeah. mastered that art, I'm skeptical about the rest of you, everything you're going to do afterwards. <laughs> everything yeah. that's coming after this, I am going to be skeptical. Um, if that first yeah. track is not what a first track needs to be. And that can be a lot of different things, but there is a, a vibe and a zeitgeist and a, and a, and a feel you got to snatch with your first track um, mm-hmm. that is going to let me know what you're about to be on for the remainder of this album. And if it's not, if I don't walk away from that first track feeling like I have to listen to the rest of this, yeah, uh, yeah. You, you're fighting an uphill battle as an artist with me from that point on. And Royce yeah. is excellent at that. Royce mm-hmm. is excellent at that. Um, so overall, how would you how would you rate this one? You said it was not as good as the first, um, but very good. Yeah, and to, to to set the record straight, I listened to that first one. I mean, I still listen to it. It was probably my favorite album for about eighteen months straight. So I love yeah. that album. And so to say that it's not worth to, not equal to that is not is is you know take it with a grain of salt. So I. This is, for me, for 2018. This is this is the one I listen to far and away the most, and I think it's it's two pro Hall of Famers really putting their all into a project, and it it should be appreciated. I don't know where it it ranks and you know all time you know for each of them, but it's I think it'll stand up the test of time, and especially like three or four of these. And we didn't talk about Everyday Struggle, but I think that album, that song, if anything was a very nice uh, kind of I, – I just captured how people of his generation, artists of his generation, are, you know, should feel about artists that are coming up. And I thought he gave perhaps the best kind of view of just like, you know, what I, when I see this thing happening with Joe Button and Lil Yacht, you know, and, and Migos and, like, I don't want any of that. That, that kid is my son's right. age. <laughs> right? Like – I right. think about he's literally the age of my son. So, you know, right. do we have to tear each other down? And, and, you know, again, painting a picture, but with with just, you know, verse and lyrics and everything. And so I appreciated him putting a track together like that. Um, that was just earnest and honest throughout the whole thing, unlike <laughs> the J. Cole track, which... <laughs> Well, we'll talk about it, but it's not as genuine. It's like, oh no, man, come on, I'm your big bro. Let me let's talk, and then I'm gonna tear you to shreds. Like this was actually legit. Like, no, I just you know we speak different languages, we rap different, but I want you to do I want you to do you right. It's your time. You you guys have things you need to do, and so I, I I greatly appreciated everyday struggle and the fact that he was even calling out his own boy Joe Button. Like, this is not where we need to be. (laughs) <laughs> right as artists for sure for sure and i i enjoyed it a lot um like i said it's still in a rotation for me i'm still listening to it quite quite often um mm-hmm. do you like crit so, on it? It, it is that good crit or bad oh, crit absolutely. on made man that's, that's good, good crit, crit right that's good crit. okay that's good crit. all right yeah that's good crit <laughs> did you did you check the crit did you check the la the, the latest one and what, what, what yeah brief we won't go too far on a tangent what were your thoughts on that one 
you know it's interesting he's uh, he's got more range than i uh than i i guess i peg him for he can really sound very yeah. different on a lot of different tracks and yes, it wasn't until I listened to this that I realized, like, oh, he sounds much different on this than on other things. It's almost as if he's a different kind of artist. And I kind of th- always thought he was the same. So I liked it. It's it's definitely I, I, all the stuff you were saying before about, you know, when he's dialed in, he's a different kind of uh, MC. And, and I, I'm with it. It was still too many tracks. I mean, it was like 20, yeah. 22 songs. But there were like yeah. 11 that I was like, oh, these these are great. Yep. Yeah, yeah, he's he's he he's dope, and he has his moments. Yeah. And again, I, I wish he could just kind of like again, he could find that kind of like happy medium, and, and not do too much because I think that's his problem. He's he's really talented. And he can do a lot, and sometimes he does too much. Um, yeah. And if he just kind of kept it in the pocket a little bit more, you know, I think he's another one who's looking for that like seminal work. Um, mm-hmm. That that seminal piece that kind of is is his kind of career defining. Like, if you want to say this is this artist, this is a piece you need to listen to. Um, he doesn't have that piece yet. Neither does Royce. Who's um, the producer that he needs to be matched up with? See, he's his own producer. If I were going to say, I would love to hear him and No ID combined um i think no id has a very soulful feel with his funkiness and his ability to incorporate instrumentation and vocals into what he does that is he is one artist who i appreciate the way he intertwines vocals and singing into what he does and he does it in a in a jamming kind of a way he and anderson pock are, are, are right now like my two like they can sing and, and you know and CeeLo had that before CeeLo became like yeah. the new CeeLo. um yeah where it was yeah. like, yo, I want to hear you rap. I want to hear you rap and sing, please. Every time yeah. you get on the track, I want to hear you rap and sing, please. Please do that all day. Both, um, both of them, both. Yeah, you know, and that was CeeLo for a while, and it's yeah. Anderson Park now, where it, it, just do whatever you want. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna enjoy this. I know that I'm gonna enjoy it. Um, Creed yeah. has those moments too, where he can really incorporate the vocals and. and and to wrap it in a very unique way that is unique to him, but still very, very funky, very down to earth. Um, and no ID's ability to chop soul samples and, and drums. And I think they could come up with some real, like, like chunky, dusty, uh, just like syrupy, just like really like thick, thick, thick tracks that Crick could jump on and, and really like do his thing over with his kind of southern vocals and singing and then his rapping and I could really see a, a, a nice mesh between those two. Alright. Let's hope it happens. Yeah, it won't, but <laughs> here's for hope. <laughs> uh if only I if only I could A and R from my computer, you know what I'm saying? Well let's segue into J. Cole. Um just out the blue like I'm dropping an album. Check it out. Yeah. <laughs> He drops wow. KOD, um, mm-hmm. and you know we talked about this on Four Eyes Only uh, when that dropped, and I think it dropped about this time last year, um, mm. if I'm not mistaken. Uh, just what were your general thoughts? Um, obviously, I got excited because you know it's one of the kind of top guys in the game putting something out, yep. kind of 
unexpected. There was no sort of like build up or anticipation. Like I didn't feel like I had to wait a month for it. It was like I heard about it on like Wednesday and it was dropping on Friday. So yeah, I was like sweet. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm, I'm in this. This is uh, it's interesting because this is kind of what Biggie talked about, like having a black album, just drop it, no no promo, nothing. And now this is like a you know like Beyonce dropping secret albums on a random Saturday night, right? Like this has become now a thing that these top artists are doing. I, uh, see, I, I like this album thoroughly. Um, eh, thoroughly. Yeah. Yeah. Thoroughly. Why not? It is fast. It gets, it's quick. It, it is, yeah. uh, it's focused. I, I will give that. It doesn't, um, it doesn't have any fat on it. Um, and it's, it's, uh, heavy, I guess. For better yeah. or for worse, it's a heavy album. And so if you're in the mood for heavy, it's great. He's talking about his mom. He's talking about her dealing with stuff. He's talking about, you know, infidelity. You know, he's talking about all these things. And he's still, Jay, still a beast on on, uh, on wordplay, still a beast on rapping. And so as long as he has that <clears throat> and he's thinking deeply about these topics, I'm in. Um, I'd probably say if I had to pick a favorite, I don't even have a favorite yet. I think they're all fine. <laughs> I guess 1985 <laughs> is the most entertaining to me. Um, and you can see he's, this is him kind of like, I'm, I'm angry. I'm, I'm pissed. And I think, and I actually think a piss J. Cole is far and away the best. So I remember listening to all his kind of mixtapes when he was kind of angry, when he felt that he wasn't getting his, his, his due, he was a beast. And then once he kind of yeah. got arrived, I think he kind of, you know, in in and out as far as um, the sharpness. So it's good. It's heavy. I, 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 I'll listen to it. I'm sure there's probably four or five songs here that'll make like my best of 2018, eh, maybe two or three. And, uh, but I respect the craft. I respect what he's doing. I respect what he's put together, but I'm just not going to be in the mood to listen to this half the time. Yeah, it is a very mood specific joint. Like there is a, like, this has a laser, a laser pointer vibe to it. And you have to be in the right headspace. Um, you're right. It's heavy. It's a big breakfast. It's going to sit with you. Like it's gonna like you're gonna eat it and it's gonna sit in your belly for a little bit. You know what I mean? <laughs> um it's one you gotta let digest. You Look know at the cover. Um, you see the cover? Yeah. I don't even understand yeah. the cover. I need like a an I, art history I, major to break this thing down for me. What is happening in this you cover? Know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh the first video, um he did a video for ATM. Um that was released, and it is very, it, it's very uh, Busta Rhymes, give me some mo, uh, kind of a vibe to it, in my opinion. Um, mm. That's what I, that's that's the vibe I got from it. Watching it was, I, it was like, is he, is he, and it would be great to hear him kind of talk about this as he, as the album progresses, and you know, he starts to do interviews and hit, hits the press circuits. Yeah. Um, but was he going for like paying homage to Busta um, with the visuals? Of the of the for ATM because uh, I definitely got like a, a give me some mo Buster Rhymes kind of feel to it. It was very kind of cartoony. Um, mm. He was playing multiple characters in the video and so just yeah. Mm. 
Um, but yeah, I liked it. I like it. Um, I enjoy it. Uh, I think you are correct in that it is very, very, very heavy. Um, the thing that I kind of worry about with Cole is that he is kind of getting into this. Uh, he needs to drop. I feel like this is just me. I feel like, like th- for your eyes only, and this project are very, very dope pieces of of musical arts. Mm-hmm. He needs to just drop a a rap album <laughs> <laughs> on his next one. <laughs> Like this is great. Uh, when's the rap album coming? Yeah, yeah like this is this is fresh. Like this is fresh. Mm-hmm. It's introspective. It's deep. It's thoughtful. Um, but yeah, you, you he needs to like do a Royce album. <laughs> yeah, Where he just is just like yo. I'm gonna I'm gonna do like ten songs, like just rapping my ass off um, about whatever it is I want to rap about. I'm gonna make songs. They're gonna be songs, but I'm not gonna be like trying to like hit you over the head with something. Um, or I'm going to hit you over the head with something. And, I, and you know, I felt like uh, Forest Hill Drive 2014 was that best. That it was his happy medium between mm-hmm. this and For Your Eyes Only and his projects prior to, you know, Born Center um, and everything before that. Like, Forest Hill Drive was like that, like, split, right? And there was, a, there was like, the, the continuous theme and storytelling but he still had those like bangers that were just yeah. like you could they they were standalone songs that you could listen to outside of the context of the album. Yeah. And like that's what I feel like he he has gotten away from on these last two, which I don't think is a bad thing. It's a thing though. Um and so on For Your Eyes Only and KOD, these uh, these songs you have you kind of have to listen to and ATM and motivate you can kind of take out of context and jam to, but everything mm-hmm. else pretty much feels like you have to take it within context of the album to really appreciate it in its full in its fullness, um, which is a like I said that's not a bad thing it's not a it's not a necessarily a good thing it's a thing it's it's just it just is you know let um, me let me let me so uh, recite for you the pre-chorus for the song. Uh, uh, friends. <laughs> is that what this song is called? Yeah, no. Yeah, featuring Kill Edwards. What is this song called? Friends. Yeah. It is. Meditate, 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 meditate. Don't medicate, medicate. Don't medicate, medicate. Right. I, I, this that's not a course. I'm just like I get it. We get it. He's just it's super heavy handed. It's just yeah. like. <laughs> All right, right, man. And that's why I feel like he had he kind of had to step back, like, or is she gonna be like, come, you know, Reverend J Cole, and yeah. you know, eventually people are gonna get tired of uh, getting tired of getting preached to. Now, what I yeah. will say though is he has figured out how to do that in as in as a succinct way as possible. Um, yep. Because as you said, this is like boom, 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 boom. Here's my messages. Here's the songs, and we done, and we out. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, and we're and we're good. I say what I need to say. And we're out of here. Um, the songs don't go on too long. None of the themes or motifs drive drive too hard at you. Um, you get yeah. the point. You, and the same way for your eyes only. You get the point. You get the picture, and it's done. But it, it doesn't have that that like on a Saturday morning when I'm getting ready to to clean my house or whatever. I am probably not throwing this on. To kind <laughs> yeah. Of, it, 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 in my head, in my headphones to kind of get me up and get me going. Um, it's not that type of uh, album. Now, like, 
you know, sun setting on a on a Sunday evening, and I'm just kind of sitting back and doing some work Road or whatever. Trip. I will, yeah, you know, I will throw this on and just kind of kick back and, you know, relax a little bit and listen to it. And so, you know, what I would like from J. Cole on his next joint is to uh, give me a rap album. <laughs> I like this album, but give me a rap album. <laughs> so, you know, the interesting part for me is the last two have been him trying to find his own voice. You know, one thing that I yeah. that I actually liked and maybe he felt like this was something he had to get past was that he would use samples, he would use inspiration, he would use hooks from, you know, um, uh, outcast songs or from, you know, mm-hmm. other songs. And I liked that. I, before He's just gone completely away from that. Now he's like, no, yeah. this has to be 100% me, all my ideas. I'm singing and rapping on everything. Um, and, yeah, like I missed O3 Adolescence and A Tale of Two Cities, like where it was very obvious. Like his influ- the influence that made that song was very clear to me. Um, and he seemed to have gone away from that for whatever reason, but I, I missed that. Right. And I, I would also like a less heavy album from Mr. Cole, but it's before, yeah. you know, I, I like the album. I, I appreciate it. Right. I agree. <laughs> I appreciate you, bro. I agree. I, Can we talk about yeah, 1985 like, though? What was your, what was your, your take on 1985? So 1985, um, and it, it just also kind of like put into perspective for me, like this dude's 33. I, I just don't see him being that, that old. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, cause I, I don't know, I guess he has been rapping for a while now. Um, yeah. but I mean, I don't know, like what's the point of going at these cats? They keep, they don't, I mean, like they keep coming back. Like, <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, this is the age-old, like, rap, like, uh, fictional rap, uh, like, war of yeah. the gifted and the talented versus the uh, successful but not as gifted or talented. Um, mm-hmm. But they're successful. And it's like, just let these dudes be. They're not going – I mean, you're old – so, like, you're old enough to know that, like, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like – Takashi six nine is gonna do his thing for a year or two, and mm-hmm. he's gonna go away. So like, yeah. why stress about it? Like, you know what I mean? Like, why stress about it? Why why write a song about that dude or about Lil, Lil Pump Yachty or why right? why are you giving Lil, yeah, Lil Pump love? Yeah. <laughs> who had to literally like, look up? I was like, who is he talking about? Lil Pump? Who is this? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, because. And again, like given that, again thinking about his age and he's thirty three, like for the last twenty years, rap has been commercial and pop, and people have been saying the same. Like people have been saying that since like ninety six. Yeah. And like it still it still thrives. It, you know what I mean? Like that's that's and that's me. I guess now being an older head, just like let the kids have their fun. The good stuff <laughs> is still going to thrive. The the true impulse of the music is still going to exist, and there's still going to be torch carriers. Who bear the torch yeah. and carry it forward, and and they're gonna be there's gonna be this other stuff that comes along with it from Vanilla Ice, <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And the gimmicky, the gimmicks are still gonna pop up because there's a buck to be made, but the real stuff always lasts. And so like, just keep patronizing the good stuff, and let the other stuff be for the children. And as he says in the song, they gonna grow up and not want to listen to that no more. <laughs> 
See, we all do. <laughs> so that's all, all wise points, sir. However, this Negro mad. He's mad. <laughs> He's not thinking <laughs> rationally. He's like, did this dude with purple not. dreadlocks get at me? Are you kidding me? Like, this. that's why this, nothing about this is – and that's why I laughed at the beginning. He was like – Wow, man, you know, I'm 33, you know, I, I remember it was like to be young. Hey, let me talk to you for a second, bro. And then just, <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. good now, but yeah. you're, you're trash. I don't like what you're rapping about. You're going to be gone and, you know, keep keep touring because that's the only way you're going to make money. Like all this, you're going to be on Love and Hip Hop in a couple of years. So this is, yeah. uh, I appreciate it because, yeah, I didn't want him to be uh, introspective, wise, thirty-three-year-old Jacob. I wanted him to be. How dare you <laughs> put my yeah. put some respect yeah. on my name, little punk? On my name. <laughs> <laughs> on my entire yeah, name. Yeah, I, I guess. And that's what this is. I guess. I guess. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I guess you gotta kind of flex every now and again, but do that for the whole album. <laughs> yep. Hey, all right. Thank you. I guess that's that's the big part. I was like, so why'd you make this whole album about all this other stuff? And then yeah. you know, if you if there were five tracks about this, hmm, now I'm listening to this a little more. Now I'm like, oh yeah, yeah like, J Cole like, kind of just like out radio them. Like he could do that. Like out radio them, and he could he could do that and not not be doing him. You know what I mean? Like he can still do yeah. J Cole and yeah. out radio these dudes. Like he's had he's had like bangers. You know what I mean? Where it's like, mm-hmm. you know, from the workouts to, you know, I mean, like, he's had some bangers. Uh, yeah. Banger-type songs that, you know, will jam out on the radio um, and get pop play and, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, so. But, yeah, I'm, I'm just, yeah, like, yo, come at come at somebody I, I care about. I don't care about these dudes. And I don't pay, I don't pay them any mind. And so, like, all right, man. <laughs> <laughs> like it, yeah for me it's just like because you know i just get working in a high school i get tired of grown folks being like hey the kids this kid let the kids be kids we were kids and we mm-hmm. had stupid stuff too i mm-hmm. we had stuff that was just like this too shall pass I right? yeah it is it is the thing we had dumb songs we had you know uh was my baby daddies and two-year-olds and yeah. We had dances and it, listen, like don't be those old people. <laughs> like that is one yeah. of my goals in life is not to be one of those old people, um, and, and, and demeaning all the things that our young folks do. Um, but I get it, you know. The cat came for him; he had to come back at him. But again, like let him find out. <laughs> he gonna fall off. They always do. You know, anybody heard a song from Fetty Wap in a minute? Anybody? Anybody? <laughs> anybody? <laughs> Anybody, Fetty Wap, anybody, right? It just, it just happens. It just, it's, it's a natural. It's the circle of life. <laughs> you gonna make me Google Fetty Wap? What is Fetty Wap doing in 2018? All you right. know, you, you see, see, now you're gonna be wondering what Fetty Wap got going on in, in 2018. And her Fetty Wap three years. Um, he has an album overall called For My three. Fans. Mm. All eight of them. <laughs> All right, J. Cole. <laughs> Couldn't resist, huh? Couldn't help yourself. Could not resist. You set me up too good. That was an alley-oop from GP right there. That was a game pay move. No look at everything. Over the shoulder. <laughs> oh, man. So, Cardi B. All right, last, let's, let's, let's take about 10 minutes and get in the car. You got 10 minutes? 
I got it. Let's do it. All right. So Cardi B. Uh, wow. I was pleasantly surprised. Um, All right. I yeah. I was. Uh, I was. I have not been on the Cardi B train. Um, and part of it is again, this is me being a little bit judgmental. I got introduced to her through Love and Hip Hop. Um, mm. And I'm kind of. And, and at that at that point, I was like, yeah, you as an artist, I'm not. I'm not even going to. I'm not going to waste my time. This is not for me. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. You are not making music for me. Um, and I'm okay <laughs> with that. I'm okay with letting people do their thing. Like, every all the music does not have to be for me and my tape. And I'm okay with that. Like I said, Takashi 69 Lil Pump, Lil Yachty, all the Lil's. Mm-hmm. Yep. They can eat. <laughs> Let yeah. them eat. I'm yep. not going over there. That's not my thing. Um, and then Cardi was over there for me. Um, you know, Bodak Yellow, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a major that was like everywhere and I got it, I understood it, I got the energy of it, the energy was wild. Um mm-hmm. and so I totally understood that. Um I was not about to check her album, um, but I did, um, because I heard from people who whose opinions I respect that it was mm-hmm. worth checking. And so All right. I did. And I was Look pleasantly surprised. Yeah, I was Look pleasantly surprised and I, I enjoyed it. So uh, what were your thoughts on the album? So uh, I like this album. Legit, no qualifier. I like this album. Um, is she a great rapper? No. Is she good enough to entertain me for a an album? Absolutely. She's she's got enough stuff to say right now to keep me you know involved. Super creative, kind of. Uh, production and song composition. I don't know if this is like her vision. Is she, did she kind of say like, oh, I want this beat and I can make or somebody kind of guiding her through this? Um, I, I'd be curious to know if it's her, if she's the one that's like, all right, I want a, a Bodak Yell and then I want um, kind of a, a song with Chance that's a little more, you know, like lively, good life kind of deal. And then I want to for my Latinos, I want to have a, uh, and I like that sample, you know, and I have two two casts. Right. Like, it, there's a ton of variety, and on every single one, she is got enough clever punchlines that I'm like, okay. And but it's the mm-hmm. energy, and uh, yeah. this is this is the one thing that you know, even both Prime and uh, for for sure J Cole, they are calm, they are. Uh, kind of low key, right? Like even even mm-hmm. the prime is got under, but it's 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 a it's a laid back kind of vibe. This has energy, and I was like, yeah, you know what? I actually like listening to a rap album where it gets me going. Like you know, a whole album that you know, not it's not maybe your three hundred mix three hundred song mixtape level, but it's got that to it. So money bag and Barty and Cardi and. Those are songs that are they great songs? No, but I'll listen to them and be like, all right, and it's it's three and a half minutes. Fine, I'm in. I'm in for three and a half minutes of Cardi. Yeah, Yeah. I'm in. I'm in for Best Life. Best Life, I actually think is really good. That's that's probably my favorite. That that is that is a good song. That is a good song to me. That is the that is the one song on the album. I'll say, okay, like this is this is something I could rap. Like this is something that like I would listen to independent of all the other stuff. Yeah. I like yeah, the yeah. song. I like the song. Um, 
what I will say is, again, intro tracks. Get mm-hmm. up ten. Mm-hmm. That got me. Mm-hmm. I like okay. I like again. I listen to it. I'm like, okay, okay, okay. And then once the drums hit, I'm like, okay, I'm in. Let's get let's get it. <laughs> let's get it. <laughs> so this this is her. This was her. Okay, so this is the other thing that I think will work for this album, which is. It is very clear the influences on each of these tracks. Like you can see, like okay, this is yeah. her Mego C track. This is her whatever yeah. track. And so the Get Up Ten is just dreams and nightmares, right? This like she was yeah. trying to recreate right. Right. the yes. Meek, um, yeah. and I was like, all right, the Meek it's never gonna be as good as intro, Meek. Yes. But ladies, ladies want a Meek Mill. They want they want their. Yeah. Oh, I'm just rapping, yeah. and then let the drums come in halfway through. Let's get it going. Shout out to Meek. He's free now, all right? Um, yeah. Rang so, the bell tonight. <laughs> did he ring the bell tonight? Oh, oh boy. yeah. If they lose, if they win, Philly's just got to get toe down. It might even be worse than when the Eagles. It's a total <laughs> tangent, total sidebar. Watch out for the Sixers. Watch out oh, for the man. Sixers. The East might be theirs. <laughs> It I don't believe be. it. I would, you know, I it's have to believe, to believe it because they won the Super Bowl. After the Eagles won the right. Super Bowl, anything is possible, I guess. Anything's possible. <laughs> <laughs> in, in that way, yeah. So you know, like, and it's and I'm actually fine with it. I'm fine with the be careful. Actually, reminded me a lot of, you know, her. I mean, obviously she she dabbed off Lauren Hill right with the whole hook, but it was like her. Oh, I, I want to be sing song. I want to be kind of like you know, soft and emotional on this one. And yeah. then, you know, and so, fine. It's Is it something that she can do for multiple albums? Probably not. But for this one, and the fact that she had two of her hit singles in there, so they were songs that you already knew and were like, oh, this is fine. It, yeah. it made it nice. I was, like you, impressed. Um, the amount of, of, of hating on it. The people who are hating on this album, at least that I see, who are writing, you know, their angry Facebook posts are just mad because she's not, you know, Kendrick Lamar. <laughs> I'm like, okay, right. is, is that right. it? She's right. she's not a great rapper. That's fine, right. actually. That's it. you know, majority yeah. of people are not great rappers. That's why great rappers are great because there's not a lot of them. Uh, exactly. And so that's not enough for me. So I, I'm I'm in. Stand up the Bronx. My dad's from the Bronx. I, I sent him uh, a link. Like you should listen to this. He'll listen to anything at least once, um, and I, especially yeah. the uh, "I like it" John. I think he'd like that. He might uh, he might rock with that. So, shout out yeah. to Cardi B. Get it, ma. Yeah, and your question of and this is the, and this is the thing that I've let go of with Cardi, um, and just like and I, as I listen to it, listen through the the project, the entire project, I kind of had that same thought as you. Like, yo, is she a genius? <laughs> I mean, like, is she like? orchestrating all of this or is this like her team you yeah. know what I mean like does she have like a team and her team is like pulling these strings and if her team decides to get disinterested or move in a different direction then she's going to fall off and it's like it doesn't matter this is good just enjoy yeah. it you know what I mean yeah. and that's kind of where I kind of let go of that and just really like enjoyed it like it's, it's, I, it, like you said the energy is there um, and that energy like I said, given what I had been listening to at this point, I needed that kick up of just like a rap album. And, you know, she she kind of hits you with the the uh, late 90s, you know, early 2000s rap album formula. Like you got 
you know, your, your hard hitters. Like you said, you got the kind of Migos, a uh, 2018 version of that, right? You got your mm-hmm. Migos-y track. You know, you got a track with Chance that's a little bit more positive. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you got some, you got Kalani on it. You got SZA on it. So you got some singing. Yeah. You know, you you just got a little bit of everything. Um yeah, it's, it's, and then the angry, the my man did me wrong, and I'm gonna just burn everything down. Which, yeah, right. You know, you know got, you got some for the ladies. A, right, you, you got, <laughs> the, you, got the, you got the Mary J. Wait and Exhale <laughs> tribute. That <laughs> yeah, Walk away yeah. From the I even listened to it like, ah, <laughs> oh, this dude done messed up, man. Damn, what were right. you thinking? <laughs> Never let right, a Dominican right, get a got... hold of your phone. Are you crazy? <laughs> <laughs> hey, that would say cool he said that. <laughs> Don't come for me on Twitter. Ask. I'm not trying to hear it. I'm not trying to hear it. I'm not trying to hear it. <laughs> you know, you got the she bad stripper anthem. You know, she just yeah. had she had she she's hitting all the spots you need to hit for a smash. You know, mm-hmm. for a smash project, like I'm hitting all the buttons, you know, yeah. like the little kid on the elevator. I'm going to floor 11, 12, 13. I'm hitting every button. <laughs> um, and that's what she did. Um, she punched all the buttons and it's a fun album. It's fun. Yeah. It's enjoyable. Is it some groundbreaking uh, earth shattering project? No, but it doesn't have to be. And I yeah. think sometimes people just gotta, for a lot of people to like it, it doesn't have to be revolutionary. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It just has to be very, very likable, and this is very, very likable, and that's yeah. all it needs yeah. to be. So, um, but yeah, I I enjoyed it. And you're right; like she is a good enough rapper where her rapping doesn't deter from everything else that's going on with the music, um, and it actually adds a little bit to it in certain spots. And sometimes that's all you got to do is just not get in the way. <laughs> like and, and that's sometimes all I ask for my rappers is like, yo, if I'm vibing to your music, you don't get in the way of me enjoying your music by saying something stupid. <laughs> she's she's the anti Yellow Wolf. <laughs> yes, and that's what Yellow Wolf constantly does. Like, okay, I kind of I kind of like this. I kind of like this. Okay, there you go again. <laughs> there you go again. See, you're doing that thing I don't like, and you're gonna do it again. Never mind. I'm I'm gonna turn this off. <laughs> yeah. That is Yellow Wolf all the time. So yeah, she is the she is on the other end of that spectrum um, when it comes to uh, just making music. So, so yeah, uh, yeah. So Cardi and one comparison. What do you think about this comparison? Um, as mm-hmm. we close out, and we'll, we'll we'll finish after we talk about this. Um, I had a couple of people on Facebook uh, say that this is the. Uh, uh-oh. 2018 version of Lil' Uh-oh. Kim's Hardcore. What are your thoughts on that? I've I've been chewing on that one for a while, and I've been meaning to, like, go back and, like, really dig into Hardcore and, like, compare the two. I haven't had a chance to yet. Um, but I've heard I've heard multiple people, again, whose opinions I, I, I usually align with and in, in, in respect um, and aren't, like, hyper, 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 hyperbolic. Um, mm-hmm. They don't dabble in hyperbole. Um, they, mm-hmm. They're not like prisons of the moment type cats. And so I'm like, hmm, let me, let me explore that a little bit, but I haven't had a chance to dig in. What are your thoughts on that hypothesis by some people? Yeah, I mean, 
I may have had a little Kim hardcore poster at one point. So this this is yeah, we all real close have. to home. I may have had one too. <laughs> I may have had one too. I, I may or may um, not have had that. Yeah, um, you know, I recall something like that happening. <laughs> in uh, in a way, sure. Um, it's her first album. It's got you know. It's um, yeah. I I could see that to the extent that I can even compare nineteen ninety what six. six? 1996 yeah. to 2018, it rap is such a completely different ball game. I know. Absolutely. Why not? I mean, there's no. I'm trying to think of who's Biggie because the thing with Lil Kim was she right. was kind of ushered in by the biggest dude in rap, and if anything, Cardi's kind of just done this on her own. Yeah. Which you know, almost gives it, which I guess makes it the 2018 equivalent, right? Because back then, you, you, I mean, you, if you were a female, you, you kind of right. had to have the cosign. Yeah. Now you don't. So in that way, yeah, I mean, for sure, she is the 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 latest instantiation of the female rapper who uses sex as a weapon, who um, is you know, unafraid to say things that make people blush. And, that, you know, she's she's like that the way Little Kim was before. <clears throat> but the fact that maybe she's um, Latina makes it, 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 maybe it makes it, maybe she's the big pun. Maybe she's the capital punishment. <laughs> I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I'm not going to go that far. No, <laughs> right. I'm not going to go that far. I will. Now. I will say Don't you uh blaspheme pun, man. Don't you blaspheme okay, pun. All right, all right, all right. Pun is pun is happy about it. Pun is up in heaven like that's what I'm talking about. Oh yeah, about. no doubt. That's no, what I'm that, talking about. That was fun. That that, that was pun. Yeah. He would have been on at least two tracks. If he was alive, he'd yeah. been like, Oh I got He probably would have executive produced it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm 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 in. This this is the 2018 version of hardcore, as as we know it in the moment, will it have the lasting effect that hardcore did? Well, it may to be seen. But as of right now, in the moment, sure. I mean, she was on SNL. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and so that so that's where so that's where I think Cardi B as a as a thing, as an entity, as a like entertainer, is gonna go uh, like. Cardi has such an endearing and charming personality mm-hmm. that, like, she is going to be a thing even when she stops making music. Yeah. Um, especially in today's climate where you don't have to necessarily, like, have a thing to be a thing, if that makes sense. Like, you don't have to, like, be excelling at a particular art form to be uh, a public persona and... Mm-hmm be in front of people nowadays and she yeah. just has like there there are so many just like little things that she does and I'm like that's funny <laughs> she's funny <laughs> she actually like, is legit and, funny and, and, yeah she's legit yeah, funny she is she is like she is legit like in a very charming like I, I probably hang out with her <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know what I mean and, and I was not and again having been introduced to her through the love and hip hop uh, lens. I was not 
having watched her own episode, I was like, oh man, I can't. I actually, I couldn't stand it. I was like, I can't stand this person. I just, I just need to turn the TV <laughs> off when she starts talking. But like, whatever's going on with like refining or whatever they're doing, if maybe she's just off of that and now kind of like maybe she's being herself or being something. The something that she's being is in more endearing than what I was seeing before, and and I, 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 I feel like oh. She's cool. She's a cool chick. She's like a cool young lady. Like that's just that's just again like some of the stuff that she does is just like that was funny. <laughs> that was real funny. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and so like there's just this charm she has. She has. She's a charming young lady. Uh, and, and I dig that. And I, like I said, I think she has enough of that. Where even if the music doesn't continue to pop, she's mm-hmm. got something that's going to keep her in the public eye for a long time. It'll be interesting to see how she evolves. Yes, so let's stay tuned. But Cardi B, you yeah. got a fan. You got two fans, it sounds like. So let's keep them yeah. rolling. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Bill Callis Almanzar. Just <laughs> <laughs> a crazy Dominican name. Oh boy, that's you a great know, name. You know, yeah. Bill Callis. Well, we gonna wrap this one up, man. This is dope. Uh, again, I always enjoy these. I wish we could do more. Our busy schedules and lives, man. Um, my son is starting seven on seven football, and he's got track. And my girls got, you know, basketball. And I'm coaching their team. And, and my you're wife doing the dad coach thing? thing. Yeah, you're doing the Bobby Hurley, huh? Yeah, I'm the coach, coach. So I'm, I might as well, you know. Most of the kids are going to come up through our youth program. So I figure, why not just teach them what I want them to know so that when they get to high school, I don't got to teach it again. <laughs> I'll, I'll, so I'll be easy to be the dad coach when you're the high school coach. Uh, okay. Because I've that? been avoiding it like the plague. So my son plays basketball and baseball, and I'm like, yeah, I just, I'm just going to sit here on the side. No, you should be coach, Mark. It's like, oh, you should be coach. I'm like, no, no. I don't have an off button. So. Yeah. If I yeah. start now, it's just going to bug me all day and all night. Like, I told you to keep, you know, your your elbow in and you just keep, you know, it'd be stuff like that. Right, right. Yeah, and so, see, that's where my younger kids are benefiting from me having a, a older child who has now, like, fixed me when it comes to that mm-hmm. stuff. Um, and having coached my oldest, who was 21, when she was 10, 11, 12, and then up through high school, I coached her in high school too. Um, I have learned what not to do as the dad coach, which is like the kids, no other kid on the team has to live with their coach. <laughs> so like, <laughs> like let them go home and just let them be at home. And like, don't talk about stuff at home. Like don't talk about coach stuff at home. Just be dad at home. And when you're at the gym, be coach. And I've gotten really good at that. Um, it's just like, yo, even at the games, like I'm the assistant coach with their with my daughter's team, so like I, another another parent coaches, and I just run practice. I just run practice because I know what I'm doing. Um, so I run the practices, and then in the games, I just sit at the end of the bench. <laughs> it's actually uh, awesome. Oh, all right. <laughs> it is actually awesome. I just get to sit like because when you when you when you're the high school kid, like you're always like every moment, every possession, you're looking and dying. Yeah. And to just yeah. be able to just like sit there and be like, hey, come here, I want to tell you something. Okay, and go back and like there's just the, the emotional investment I get to just kind of like I'm invested, but I don't have to be like level ten invested, and so that's been like awesome. So yeah, 
Uh, I'm still gonna remain on the sidelines. We'll we'll see. Maybe and you, you might, coach me and, up and, on and, me. And, and I'm not I'm not I'm not giving I'm not giving an endorsement to doing it because it is hard to do. Like I said, I made so many mistakes with my first kid, <laughs> being <laughs> okay. a coach and a dad. Like, and there were so many things that if I would go if I could go back, I would not do those things. Like there are so many things that I would just not have done um, that I now know you just don't need to do when you're coaching your child. Um, but I made all those mistakes. So being able to do it again and do it better is nice. All right. Here's the second chances. <laughs> yeah, but it's possible. It is possible to coach a kid and not be crazy. You just have to know that you're going to be crazy and don't be crazy. Easier said than done, but I'm a work hey, in progress. If life were that we'll easy, work right? on this. If life were that yeah. easy. <laughs> Next pod, I'll let you know how things end up with baseball because right now I'm like halfway <laughs> coaching this thing, and you know I'm taking them out on Sundays and we're doing extra batting practice. So like this is yeah. that's how it got started, man. That's how it got started. I I left my first coaching job with my high school uh, as a assistant to go to grad school, and then my daughter wanted to get into basketball, so I was like, oh, the first season I let somebody else coach, and I was like. Nope. Next season, I'm coaching them. And <laughs> <laughs> hey, it was just downhill. It wasn't downhill. It was a lot of ups and downs, but uh, yeah, more I think you said it right. But definitely point. some downs. All right. <laughs> well, all right, bro, man. I'll let you get off. Uh, good talking with you, though. Take care, man. And hopefully, we can get another one on dock on on deck. Rather, get another one on deck and locked in and, and give the people what they want. I hear there's a Drake album coming. Rumor has it. Nice. <laughs> Let's go. All right. All right. And I again, my guy Pusha T supposedly is going to drop something. So we'll see. I'm a Pusha fan. Um, so if we get something for Pusha T, I'll definitely be willing to talk about that. All right. All right, man. Peace. Peace. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting? Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.